Our fathers worshipped on this mountain and you Jews say that in Jerusalem in the place where one ought to worship. Jesus said to her woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you, will, you will neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem worship the Father. You worship what you don't know. We know what we worship for salvation is of the Jews. But the hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship Him. God is spirit and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Him, I know that Messiah is coming who is called Christ. When He comes He will tell us the old things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am He. And at this point his disciples came, and they marveled that he talked with a woman. Yet no one said, What do you seek? Or why are you talking with her? The woman then left her water pot, went her way into the city, and said to the men, Come see a man who told me all things that I ever did. Could this be the Christ? Then they went out of the city and came to him. In the meantime, his disciples urged him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But he said to them, I have food to eat, of which you do not know. Therefore the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him anything to eat? Jesus said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. Do you not say there are still four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say to you, lift up your eyes and look at the field, for they are already white for harvest, and he who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, that both he who sows and he who reaps may rejoice together. For in this saying is true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you have not labored. Others have labored and you have entered into their labors. And many of the Samaritans of that city believed in him because of the word of the woman who testified. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans had come to him, they urged him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his own word. Then they said to the woman, Now we believe, not because of what you said, for we have heard for ourselves and know that this is indeed the Christ, the Savior of the world. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the third Sunday of the 50 joyous days after the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, the first week, we spoke about how this risen life is changing the old pattern. And we saw how the Lord has changed all the doubts in the life of Thomas, but not as one off, but it was a battle in his life. He was doubting his power, he was doubting his way, and he was doubting his resurrection. And then last week, it was again another sign of the risen life. We are fed now from a heavenly food, not an earthly food anymore. And today our third 
talk about this risen life, it is the living water. Christ is offering his living water to every one of us. But St. Cyril of Alexandria in his commentary on John chapter 15, he was telling us there is a proof of this new life. There is a proof of this living water. He says that the wisdom of John teaches us how we live in Christ and Christ lives in us. The proof that we are living in him and he is living in us is that he has given us a share in his spirit. Because everyone, even in the church history or in the whole Bible who was dead at one point, he needs an external power to give him an interior power to be able to be risen from this. Christ is giving us a share of his spirit. Through his spirit we have this power of resurrection. As St. Paul says in Romans 8.11, if the spirit who raised Christ is in you, then you are totally different. You are risen with him. With the same spirit who raised Christ is dwelling in you. Just as the trunk of the vine gives its own natural properties to each of its branches. This is the gift that we are received. This is the proof of this unity that he is the vine and we are the branches. And Colossians chapter 3 from verse 1 to 17 was our reading today for the Pauline epistle. And it comes many times during these 50 days because they are the signs of resurrection. If then you were raised with Christ, the first verse, and we spoke about many times in English and Arabic how he is giving us great signs of this risen life through the proof that we are now having a share of his spirit. If you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above. As if he is telling us, you can't go home today as you came. At any time when you come to church, you don't go home as you came. Why? Because you are receiving this power of resurrection. If not, you imagine, if you believe, if you receive the communion at the very end, if you receive a refilling from the Spirit in each liturgy, this is your, your life. If you receive this proof of, of sharing the Spirit of Christ, then you are raised with Him in this manner. Seek those things which are above. You are not going home to think of earthly things anymore. Definitely, you are using it, but they are not overcoming your life. Set your mind on all on things above. Your mind is now heavenly mind, recreated, reshaped by the Spirit who is the Spirit of Christ. And then verse 3, he says, For you died. Now it is not my life anymore, it is his life in me. Your life is hidden in Christ. So now Christ is in you, seen by everyone, and seen and testified to him through the whole world. Then you also appear in him in glory. Again, because of this unity, you will appear with him in his glory when he comes back. Verse 5, put to this your member, because I received a share of his spirit. I am raised with him, and now I am putting to this all my members. Verse 6, the wrath of God is not going to come upon me anymore. I was before, but because I received the spirit, uh, of him now it is not anymore in my life and he's saying us once walked when you lived in them now I'm not living in them anymore but I'm living in Christ my life is hidden in Christ verse 8 but of all these anger malice blasphemy filthy language and so on 
all of them we can read them as we said before if I am raised with Christ I am able through his spirit to put off all these if I am raised with Christ through his spirit I am not going to lie to anyone anymore I am putting off the old man I am putting on the new man and I am renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him Every single time when we read this chapter, the whole chapter, you can go through it up to 17, which we read today, and even to 23, the last verse, is telling us, Christ is all in all. Why? Because I received the Spirit of Christ, and I am raised with Him, and I am not anymore the one who was used to be not putting Christ above all, but on tender mercies, kindness. And so you, you must do, you must forgive one another. It's a must, it's not an option. As we said before, Christ is giving us the fullness of his life to enjoy the fullness of it, not to choose part of it and to leave the other part. And then we found in 1 John chapter 3, 24, the Catholic epistle, giving us an affirmation. Now we have received the Spirit. All what you are going to do is only through his Spirit. Now he who keeps his commandments abides in him and he in him. And by this we know that he abides in us by the Spirit whom He has given us. This is the risen life through receiving this living water by the Spirit whom He has given us. Always the book of Acts is giving us the means how to get this risen life. He says today in Acts chapter 10 and verse 37-38 that word you know. He's talking to people who knew this. And here, in fact, he is talking or testifying to what happened to Cornelius, the first Gentile who accepted the Holy Spirit, which was proclaimed throughout all Judea and began from Galilee after the baptism which John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. If you look back to the comments of St. Cyril the Great on John chapter 7 verse 37 to 39 He was telling us He did it for us He was not in need <coughs> for this anointed, anointment But He took our flesh And received this power And this anointment of the Spirit To give it to all His body So how we got it? We got it through the baptism of Christ How we got it? Through my baptism And receiving my portion In His baptism and in His anointment And His power And finally the gift is for whosoever. We read it today in John chapter 4, verse 13 and 14. Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water springing up into everlasting life. Whoever. So please when we come to the liturgy, it's me who is called by my name. As he says in Isaiah 43, chapter 1, I have called you by your name, you are mine. I'm going to fill you with the Spirit once more. The Spirit is indwelling in you from day one since you are baptized, but I'm refilling you today for a real anointment. Finally, St. Cyril of Alexandria is connecting the Gospel of last week with this week. And he's explaining to us the synergy, or the synergy, the corporate act between God's grace and man's free will. On the part of those who come to the vine, still in John 15, the reunion with him depends upon a deliberate act of the will. This is my cooperation.
on his part the union is affected by the grace this is initiation it initiating this grace in us because we had good will we made the act of faith that brought us to Christ and received from him the dignity of adoptive sonship that made us his own kinsmen according to the words of Saint Paul he was joined to the Lord is one spirit with him let us rejoice in this moment in the next few minutes in the liturgy to be reunited with Christ to be reaffirmed with the spirit who is raised Christ from this in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you from now and forever and ever Amen